John chapter 10, verse 1. The Lord says, Verily, verily, I say unto you, He that entereth not by the door into the sheepfold, but climbeth up some other way, the same as a thief and a robber. But he that entereth in by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. To him the porter openeth, and the sheep hear his voice, and he calleth his own sheep by name, and leadeth them out. And when he putteth forth his own sheep, he goeth before them, and the sheep follow him. For they know his voice. And a stranger will they not follow, but will flee from him, for they know not the voice of strangers. And this parable spake Jesus unto them, but they understood not what things they were which he spake unto them. And then Jesus said unto them again, Verily, verily, I say unto you that I am the door of the sheep. All that ever came before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not hear them. I am the door. I am the door. And by me, if any man enter in, he shall be saved and shall go in and out and find pasture. In two more verses, skipping down to verse 27, he says again, My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. And I give unto them eternal life, and they shall never perish. Neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. I want to preach today for just a couple minutes. Listen to the voice. Let's listen to the voice. Lord, help us today. I know that we have, Lord, exerted ourselves in praise and worship and prayer today. But energize us just a little longer to hear from your word. Be made better. Let it take root in our lives. Lord, don't let us only be hearers of the word, but doers of the word. I believe that we're going to be changed and made better. This word is for someone today, and I believe it's going to accomplish the purpose that you are sending it forth for in the name of Jesus. Everybody said amen. Let's clap our hands one more time to the Lord as we're seated in the presence of the Lord. Amen. I just, all I want to do today is just speak to you for just a couple of minutes what I feel like the Lord is trying to have someone hear and receive today. I believe it will help us. When Jesus, He's saying, if anybody that tries to enter into the sheepfold, not by the door, they try and climb the fence, or come in any other way, said they're a thief and a robber. And they didn't really understand what he's saying. So he, he told them plainly, he said, I am the door of the sheep. You know, today it's, it's a negative connotation when somebody says, you're just sheep. They say you're, you know, you just, they use that to say you're just following blindly. You know, you just, you're brainwashed by the government or whoever. They say you're sheep. Well, the Bible says we are the sheep of His pasture. And I'm glad to be a sheep. 
I'm glad to be a sheep. We're the sheep of his pasture. So we understand when he's talking about sheep, he's talking about us. He's talking about his people. And he is the shepherd. He's, he's the great shepherd. But he's, he's talking about people right here. He's saying there are some that try and enter into the sheepfold some other way. And can I tell you that that is the truth today? That there are people that, that stand behind a pulpit. And they have a large platform. And they have a lot of uh, influence and a lot of followers and a lot of people that listen to them. And they stand in churches and they preach to thousands of people. But they are not entering in by the door. And the message, it sounds okay enough and it sounds inspiring enough. And it sounds maybe even close enough to what we would say is the truth. And they might pull some things out here and there that any Christian of any denomination might uh, agree on. But there are a lot of teachers and preachers and influencers today that they're not coming in by the door. And the Lord said they're thieves and robbers. They're taking something away from the sheep because they're not coming in by the door of the sheep. And Jesus said, I am the door. I tell you, there's a lot of people today that that they're preaching, but they're not really preaching Jesus. And they're, they're saying they're preaching the gospel, but they're not preaching the gospel. And I'm not here to just harp on that, but I'm, I'm telling you that the Lord is telling us here there are thieves and robbers that call themselves shepherds. But they're climbing the fence. They're trying to dig up under the fence any way they can get into the sheepfold except for the door. And the Lord said in one, more than one place in His Word that I am the door. And he also said, I'm the way and the truth and the life. You can't come to the Father except by me. And he even says in this passage that I and my Father are one. He, he lets it be known. You can't get to the Father without getting to me because I am the Father. I am the door. I am the way. It's all wrapped up in me. But he says a couple of times here that he says the sheep, they follow the shepherd. Because they know His voice. They know His voice. He says again, My sheep hear My voice. That doesn't just mean they hear and, and, and don't listen, but that, that's an active, they hear My voice. They listen to My voice. And he said, I know them. And he said, they follow me. And I give unto them eternal life. And they shall never perish, neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. He's going back and forth showing this, that my sheep, they know my voice. They follow me. They won't follow strangers because they know not the voice of a stranger. 
They can't be plucked out of my hand because they're not being led astray by a stranger. They can't be plucked out of my hand. I want to tell us today, church, first off, that we have got to know and to hear the voice of our shepherd, of our father. And I'm thankful, and I'm not just saying this because I'm preaching today, but I'm thankful to be a part of a church with a pastor and people that, that believe and preach and teach the truth and understand that Jesus is the door of the sheep. I'm glad that we believe and understand the truth of the Word of God. And I don't say that boastfully, but I, but I have joy in my heart knowing that I know and understand that Jesus is the door of the sheep. I understand that He's the way, but we have got to understand that we have got to know and to hear the voice of our shepherd. We, I pray so many times. I pray it for myself. I pray it when I'm praying for other people. Lord, let me, let them be sensitive to your voice and to the leading of your spirit. I, I cannot go a day. I cannot make a decision. I cannot have direction without knowing that I can hear the voice of my Father, of my Shepherd. I'm telling you today, don't follow the voice of another. Don't follow your heart. Don't trust your gut. Don't follow your feelings. But listen to the voice. The Bible says the heart is deceitful among all things. So I'm not worried about following my heart. And before I trust my gut, I'm going to look in the Word. And I'm going to listen for the voice. More than I want to trust my gut feeling, I want to feel an unction of the Holy Ghost. Do I feel a pull on my heart from the Holy Ghost? I'm not worried about what my feelings say or what my gut says. But what does the Word say? What am I hearing the Spirit say? He that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit is saying. I want to tell you, you know, it's a big thing today that, that, that people say facts don't care about your feelings. And, you know, people, again, they, they use that, they use it as, as a weapon. They use it as a tactic to be, to be uh, you know, they, they throw it at people. And I understand the logic of it, but... It's true in our walk with God that a lot of t I mean, I need to look at the facts. Because I'm going to feel something. And I'm not against having feelings. And I'm not trying to invalidate anybody's feelings. I understand that as people, as humans, we have, we're not robots. We have feelings. We feel things. We have emotions. Things, feelings come over us. And there's nothing wrong with that necessarily. But can I tell you, that your feelings can lie to you. Your feelings can lie to you. And I've said this before that while I, I don't believe in invalidating just someone's feelings and just saying, no, that's all in your head and you're crazy or anything like that. I don't be believe in treating people that way. But sometimes I need to know why the way that I'm feeling is not the way that it is. Amen? And I want to tell you that your feelings can lie to you. And this is one of the dangers, I think, of, of social media, especially. Now, I'm not, again, I have social media. I'm not trying to slam us today, but this is one of the dangers, is that you can find anything 
that will agree with how you're feeling. If you are mad, you can find something on Pinterest that you can post that validates why you're mad. If you're feeling down and you're having a pity party and you want somebody to know it, you can find something to post or to share and people will comment. I love people that, that, that write on Facebook and say, you know, they'll, they'll write, just don't ask with a, with a sad face. Well, now you have 206 comments saying, DM me, girl. And you knew you were doing that. You knew you were doing that. Sometimes I want to comment and say, okay. You said don't ask. But you can find something that's going to agree with you on social media. But that doesn't mean it's right. That doesn't mean it's the truth either. It's amazing the words that people put in God's mouth. And I'll be flipping through saying, that scripture is definitely not in there. God definitely didn't say that. You can find something that's going to agree with and validate your feelings, even if your feelings are not what God said. And that's, that's the danger. And it's fine to have people. And I'm thankful that I have people when I'm going through something that will, that will flock to me and help me and lift me up. And sometimes I have to, to vent. And sometimes I have to get my feelings out. And I'm thankful I have people in my life that will listen to me. But I'm thankful for the times that people have said, I hear what you're saying. And I'm sorry you feel that way, but that's not how it is. And you don't always want to hear that. Your feelings can lie to you. Let me move on and let, and let me show you. I look in Genesis chapter 25. Looking at these famous brothers. Always going head to head. Talking about Jacob and Esau. Now, I always remind people that I'm named Jacob after my great-great-granddad. Not necessarily after Jacob in the Bible. Jacob, while his name is Jacob, before the Lord changed it to Israel... He was not the coolest fella. He did some sketchy stuff. And I always hate having that attached to me, but, you know, makes mom and dad. I go by Jake anyway. But you look in Genesis chapter 25 and verse 27. It's talking about Jacob and Esau, and it says the boys grew. And Esau was a cunning hunter, a man of the field, and Jacob was a plain man. Again, thanks. Dwelling in tents, and Isaac loved Esau because he did eat of his venison. And Rebekah loved Jacob. 
And Jacob sawed pottage. And Esau came from the field, and he was faint. So Esau had been out hunting. Many of us know this story. He'd been out hunting. He's coming from the field. And it says he was faint. He was tired. He was hot. He'd been out hunting. And he was faint. And Esau said to Jacob, Feed me, I pray thee, with some of that red pottage, for I am faint. Therefore was his name called Edom. And Jacob said, Sell me this day thy birthright. Now immediately I would, huh? I just, you got something on the stove. I was just asking if I could have some. Jacob, I mean, he wasted no time. Sell me your birthright. The last time, hey, can you hand me that? Sell me your birthright. That's just not a normal way for things to go down. But this is the thing. Esau said, behold, I'm at the point to die. And what profit shall this birthright do me? If I'm dead. I'm so hungry and tired. I'm about to die. If I don't get some of this red pottage right now. What good is a birthright to me if I'm dead? That's dramatic. How many has been dramatic before? I say I'm starving to death all the time. I shouldn't say that. Because I've never been close to starving to death. Pastor made that point this morning. That we don't really know what it's like to really hunger. We get a little in our stomach. And we think I'm about to die. And this was Esau. And he said, I'm at the point to die. What good will it do me? You know, if I'm dead, what good will this birthright do me? And Jacob said, swear to me this day. And he swore unto him. And he sold his birthright unto Jacob. He sold it to him for some pottage. That didn't even sound good. Then Jacob gave Esau bread and pottage of lentils. He did eat and drink, rose up, went his way. Thus Esau despised his birthright. It's always like that when you give in in the moment. You'll despise. You'll despise that moment. You'll despise that trade-in that you made. And I, I want to make this point. I know I'm kind of, my pace is a little slow today, but I want to make this point and tell you that your feelings will lie to you. Your feelings can lie to you. And in a moment of weakness, when you feel like I'm about to die and I'll do anything to make this feeling go away just a little quicker, you might trade something in. Let me tell you today, don't trade your birthright because of what you feel in the moment. Let me tell you. When you start feeling something, you need to look to the Word and see what it says about how you're feeling. Because in a moment of weakness, you might trade your birthright. Can I say it like this? Your new birthright. You might not have inherited very much in your natural birth, but when you were born again, you inherited so much in the kingdom of God. I don't want to trade that in because I'm feeling a little weak in the moment. Your feelings might lie to you. But let me get really to what I'm trying to say today. 
in Genesis chapter 27, again, a situation with Jacob and Esau and Isaac. And Isaac, he's, well, I'll just start in verse 1 and read it to you. And it came to pass that when Isaac was old and his eyes were dim so that he could not see, he called Esau his eldest son and said unto him, My son, he said unto him, Behold, here am I. And he said, Behold, now I am old, and I know not the day of my death. Now therefore take, I pray thee, thy weapons, thy quiver, thy bow, and go out to the field and take me some venison. He said, Go kill me a deer and make me savory meat. That sounds better than pottage. Such as I love, and bring it to me that I may eat, that my soul may bless thee before I die. He said, I don't want my last meal to be some of Jacob's nasty pottage. And Rebekah heard when Isaac spake to Esau. And Esau went to the field to hunt for venison and to bring it. So Rebekah spake to Jacob, her son, saying, Behold, I heard thy father speak to Esau, your brother, saying, Bring me venison, make me savory meat, that I may eat and bless thee before the Lord before my death. And now therefore, my son, obey my voice according to that which I command thee. Now go to the flock. Fetch me from thence two good kids of the goats, and I will make them savory meat for thy father, such as he loveth. And thou shalt bring it to thy father, that he may eat, and that he may bless thee before his death. And Jacob said to Rebekah his mother, Behold, Esau, my brother, is a hairy man. If that's like one of his defining traits, you know this dude was... He was itchy. He said, my brother is a hairy man. And I'm a smooth man. <laughs> my father, her adventure will feel me and I shall seem to him as a deceiver. And I shall bring a curse upon me and not a blessing. And his mother said to him, upon me be thy curse, my son. Only obey my voice. Go fetch me them. And he went and fetched and brought them to his mother. And his mother made savory meat, such as his father loved. And Rebekah took goodly raiment of her eldest son Esau. So she took some of Esau's clothes, which were with her in the house. And she put Esau's clothes on Jacob. And she put the skins of the kids of the goats upon his hands and upon the smooth of his neck. And she gave the savory meat and bread which she had prepared into the hand of her son Jacob. Now I know I'm reading a lot, but I hope we're just following me for just a minute. So here's this plan to deceive. She, I mean this is a stretch to me, but they pulled it off I guess. She glued some goat hair to him. That's, that's what I'm saying. Esau must have been something else. I mean, it just straight up says the skin. It didn't even say I took some of the hair and sprinkled it on him. I, I just wrapped him in goat skin. But Esau was, again. So they do this, and Jacob came into his father and said, My father, he said, Here am I. Who art thou, my son? 
And Jacob said unto his father, I am Esau, thy firstborn. I have done according as thou badest me. Arise, I pray thee, sit and eat of my venison, that thou may bless me. And Isaac said unto his son, That was fast. How is it that thou hast found it so quickly, my son? And he said, Behold, the Lord thy God brought it to me. Again, saying things God said that God didn't say or do. And Isaac said unto Jacob, Come near, I pray thee, that I may feel thee, my son, whether thou be my very son Esau or not. He wasn't really convinced yet. And there's a reason for that, and we see Jacob went near unto Isaac, his father, and Isaac felt him and said, The voice is Jacob's voice, but the hands are the hands of Esau. And he discerned him not because his hands were hairy, and his brother Esau's hands, as his brother Esau's hands, so he blessed him. It felt like Esau. You, you read and you see that he could even smell his garment and it smelled like Esau. But he knew. He said the voice is Jacob's voice. But he still went with how it felt. And he went with how it smelled. And the other things that seemed familiar. When he knew immediately... I have doubt because that's not the right voice. But this deceit, it took place because he passed over the voice and went by how it felt and how it smelled and how it was familiar in some other less significant ways. But the voice was that of an imposter. And I want to tell somebody today, rather, the Lord wants to let somebody know today, we need to get serious about knowing the voice of the Father. We need to listen to the right voice. It might feel right in some ways. And it might agree with how you're feeling. And it might be familiar in some other ways. It, it, it might, whatever. But if that voice sounds off, that first little rise in you that says, hold up, that voice sounds off. You don't need to explore it anymore. You don't need to find out any more about it. You ought to be able to say, I know the right voice. And that is not the right voice. I don't care what it feels like. I don't care if it's even familiar in some other ways. I know the voice of my Father, and that's not it. Come on, somebody. You need to learn to know the voice of the Lord in your life. 
And if there is something that's telling you you're not going to make it, you ought to be able to say, that's not the voice of my father. If there's a voice saying you're not good enough, you're going to drown in this. You're going to die in this. I don't care how you feel. You ought to be able to say, that is not the voice of my father. That is not what my father said. I don't care what your friends say. This is okay. Nobody's going to care. Nobody's going to know. I don't care how it feels or what anybody else says. You look to the book or you look inside and say, that is not the voice of my father. That's not the right voice that's speaking into my life. I know what my father says about this. I know what the Lord says about me. And that is not it. Come on, somebody. Somebody clap your hands right now. Somebody shout out and say, Lord, let me know your voice. Today, we're letting too many other voices speak into our life. We're letting too many other things influence the way that we think. I contemplate every day deleting all my social media. I stay on the follow the church stuff that goes on. Other than that, I tell you, but there are all these voices, all these influences in people's lives. And it's, it's through things like media, but some people have got the wrong friends. And I might be harsh, but I'm just telling you, some people have got the wrong friends. They're watching the wrong YouTube influencers. They're following the wrong Pinterest posts. I lost some of you on Pinterest. They're, they're, they're listening to the wrong thing. I, I hate to say it, but there's some of these, hey, there's some of these uh, big churches. We, we sing some of the songs that come out of them. We sprinkle some of that anointing on it, make it sound a little more churchy, and whew. Hey, but the things that are being preached in some of these places, it's a mess. That's exactly right. It's a mess. There are just so many voices and influences speaking into people's lives. And it's leading people astray. It's leading sheep away from the pasture, away from the fold. But if people, I'm telling you, people get low and they look at all these other, all these other voices and they're saying, that agrees with how I feel. That's validating how I feel right now. So that must be how it is. And that must be what I need to follow and what I need to reach for and what I need to look to for help. I'm telling you, if people would just look to the Word of God, if people would just hit their knees and say, Lord, I know this is how I feel. I know this is what this is telling me and what they're telling me and what I'm hearing and what I'm feeling, but I know what you say about me. I know what you have already said about this situation, and I am going to, Lord, let your voice drown out all of these other voices that are trying to speak to me and lead me in a different direction. Church, I'm trying to tell us today, I'm trying to help us today to understand that we have got to start pushing some of these other voices out. We have got to start silencing some of these other voices because you know that there's something in you that rises up and says, that doesn't sound right. 
But sometimes we go over that and we say, but it feels right. It smells right. It's, 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 it's good enough. Even though I know the voice isn't right, but we need to get something inside of us that says, I know the right voice, and that's not it. I know what the Lord said, and that's not it. I know what the Word of God says, and that's not it. So I am going to listen to the voice of my Father. I'm going to listen to the voice of my Shepherd. And I know... I know I'm, I'm, I'm blowing your eardrums and I'm passionate today, but I'm tired of seeing people led astray by their own self. Because when it comes down to it, there might be another influence, but I am making the decision. Yeah, that sounds good enough to go with. Yeah, that validates the way that I feel right now, so that's, that's what I'll go with. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just, just wallow in this feeling. I'm going to chase this feeling. I'm telling you, it don't always make sense. And no, it doesn't always line up with how you feel. But these facts and this truth right here, this word right here, it trumps how I feel about anything all day, every day. And I know that people, they think that's harsh and they say you don't care about my feelings. No, I care about you. I care about how you're feeling. But I want you to get help. I don't want you to drown in that I don't want you to drown in that feeling. I don't want you to be led astray by that feeling. I'm tired of people backsliding because they feel something else. And they're hearing another voice in their head. And I, I have sorrow sometimes because I've seen people led astray. I've seen people leave the church. I've seen people walk away from God because there was a voice that was telling them lies and whispering to them things that validated their feelings. But the Lord's trying to say, the Lord's trying to say, my sheep hear my voice. My sheep know my voice. And I wish somebody today, I, what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to push through all the junk that's been building up in your mind and in your spirit and in your life. i got a shovel right now and I'm trying to throw some of that stuff out of the way so that you might hear the voice of the Father again that's telling you, I called you for a purpose. You are going to make it. I am going to come through. You know my voice and you know nothing can pluck you out of my hand. When I spoke to you, I didn't lie to you. When I healed you, I really healed you when I saved you I really saved you don't you listen to that voice that's telling you anything other than what the father is telling you because I know which voice is right and which voice is wrong musicians you can come this ain't in my notes I'm reminded, and I, we even talked about this. I mentioned this in, in prayer a few weeks ago. In the Song of Solomon, when we know that, that it's, a, it's, it's a metaphor, it's a picture of the Lord and His church. All, all, the, all the, the lovey-dovey stuff in the Song of Solomon, it's, it's a mirror, it's a picture of the Lord and His church. And the love that, that we have for one another, the relationship that we have. And, and 
he, he says in one, in one place that what he's saying is, I, basically, to summarize, he's saying, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm asleep in my bedchamber. The door's closed. He says, but I, I'm hearing a voice. And what he says, he says, it's the voice of my beloved. It's the voice. He's saying it, 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 it could be for us. It could be saying it, it's the voice of the Lord. It's the voice of my Father. It's the voice of my beloved. I can hear that voice. And what he says, he says, my, my, he says, I, I, I'm asleep, but my heart waketh. He's saying something is stirring inside of me. I've been asleep. I've been asleep. But my heart is waking up because when I hear the voice, when I hear the right voice, it can wake me up out of sleep. It can stir something inside of me even though I have been asleep. And I believe in here today that somebody in this place can feel my heart waketh. Something is stirring inside of me because through the help of the word of the Lord today, I'm starting to hear that voice again. I'm starting to hear the voice again. I'm starting to remember when he spoke to me, when he worked in my life, when he placed that, that burden, that call on me, when he saved me and called me out of darkness, when he gave me that promise, when he healed my body, when he delivered me. I, I'm starting to hear the voice of the one that I love again. I'm starting to hear the voice of the shepherd again. Stand with me all across this house. I'm not trying to get you to listen to me today. I'm trying to get you to listen to him. You've been letting yourself sink and, and, and drift into this place that you don't want to be. Letting yourself slip into things that you don't want to be doing. But it's because something has lied to you. Your feelings may have lied to you. There may be an influence in your life that has lied to you. But when we start to follow that, that other influence, we'll start drifting. We'll start losing that connection. But somebody needs to think about the way that you've been feeling and the pity party that you've been having. And you need to say, wait a second. That's not the voice of my father. He would never say that to me. He would never speak that to me. And if you just take a second, I wish I, I just could speak like the Lord today and just say, peace, be still. And just make all that, that junk and that noise just stand still for a second so that you can stand here for a moment and think, that's not what my father told me that's not what my father's voice sounds like I know the voice of my father and that's not it 
it's time to shut down those things today. Can anybody, I wish you'd lift your hands for a minute, can anybody feel and hear the voice of the Father again? Don't you believe a lie? Don't you believe a lie? There, there is one that's, that's a liar and the father of it. But the Lord, he, he said, I know the plans that I have for you. You're called according to my purpose. I've come to give you life and life more abundantly. The Lord's saying, hear my voice again. Don't believe a lie. 